Bloodbath and Beyond, episode 14. I'm Casey Mitchell. And as always, I'm Burton Cody, and today we have a good one for you. Mm-hmm. In a sense, we're true Norwegian heroes, because we're talking about Troll Hunter. It's action and horror, it's horror and action, it's Bert and Casey, it's Casey and Bert. Bloodbath and Beyond. Okay, um, Troll Hunter was brought to my attention by Casey. Mm-hmm. It is this bizarre found footage film. Uh, from Norway. From Norway. And I, we incorrectly labeled it as a Swedish film. Yes. Our bad. Yeah, much like McCready in The Thing. <laughs> hey, Sweden! They're Norwegian, Mac. So, I mean, we we chose this movie, uh, well, A, because it, it, caused, it caused a pretty good stir... Uh, when it came out in 2010, at least among uh, horror fan circles. Um, and we wanted something that really reflected uh, the, the cold and uh, snowy atmosphere of winter horror, much like The Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And of course, uh, since we opened every episode in the fall with, well, it's fall and leaves are falling, I think we're going to have to address, well, it's winter and it's cold and scary. So, of course. <laughs> so, so this is the first of many openings like this. Yeah. So so uh, I so let's just go ahead and knock the plot out for this one because it's not very complicated. It's not. It's a very straightforward movie, and um, <clears throat> the movie is about a group of college students who find themselves documenting a real life troll hunter after mistaking him for a bear poacher. They then learn the ins and outs of troll uh, genealogy and uh, habits, defense, and the art of, and the art of killing them. Yes, and the art of killing them. On top of that. As well as to deal with the bureaucrats, and which become an increasing problem for our troll hunter and his companions throughout the film, who try to silence them to silence the public about the existence of trolls. That's right, because our uh, because our troll hunter is the only one, but he represents a government agency called the TSS, the Troll Security Service. Yeah, it's incorrectly listed on Wikipedia as the TSA, <laughs> so no affiliation with. Um, our fine travel services in this country. Although I'm sure the bureaucracy there is just as bad and deep. Yes, maybe there are trolls in the background of the TSA. I must <laughs> silence the public. Yeah, maybe. we don't, we don't, we don't know what they're pulling people aside to scan for. They could have three heads. Well, if we want to get totally conspiracy theory here, T- the person who labeled this TSA on Wikipedia, maybe he's trying to tell us something. Ooh. Maybe. But anyways, that is the plot to this movie in a nutshell. So, um, Bert, did you have any thoughts like early on about things you like or immediately dislike about this movie? Um, well, uh, I will talk about what I... I wasn't a, a big fan. I mean, I, I liked the movie overall. Okay. When I first finished it, I was a little uneasy about it. I think that's just what found footage does to me. And we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to found footage later, but... Because we have differing opinions on this yeah. a little bit. A little bit. I mean... Found footage has its place. There are some great found footage pictures, like uh, Wreck and uh, Man Bites Dog, um, and even some of the, the really extreme ones like Cannibal uh, Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know, this, uh, we could talk about all those someday. And this one, it it does that whole thing with found footage, like uh, what was the J.J. Abrams one? Oh, um, Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah. 
Or it's just they start looking at the monster, and then it's just running with the camera, and it's like facing the ground. I'm just a little sick of that. And yeah, there were there were a few too many shots. Like I understand the need to point the camera at the ground sometimes to establish, uh, that, you know, that someone's holding the camera and that it's not being filmed in, like a professional grade, you know, team. But but I think this movie did it a few too many times to keep establishing that fact over and over. Or like the the cameraman would be filming people's feet as they were walking through the snow or something. Yeah, I mean, I love shots of feet. I mean, so so does uh, James Cameron. <laughs> so does Quentin Tarantino. In a different way. <laughs> M- mine, my liking of feet is totally wholesome. Hmm. Uh, no, I, I like it when it's cut together that way. But with found footage, um, you know, fake documentary style, it's hard. It's a lot harder, I think, to generate suspense, like in an honest way. Sure. It, it feels kind of gimmicky to me. Well, let, let's let's save the overview of uh, found footage for yeah. a little later in this review because I, I want to cover the movie a little bit and then we I want to get to like what works and what doesn't about the entire genre or subgenre of found footage horror. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to say too that I, I felt like the movie was a little like half an hour too long. Hmm. I could agree with that. Yeah. It feels like it's a little too long. It should have been like 85 to 90 minutes. It's, I think, close to two hours. I mean, it could be it, wrong. It, it, it clocks in at 103 minutes. Oh, 103. See, it felt longer than that to me. So it, it felt like a drag. Then. So there's, was there anything you didn't like about it in particular, Casey? Mm. I, I'll get to that a little bit later because there, there was a couple things, but that kind of ties into my problem with the, uh, the subgenre in general. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I want to name a positive, though. Uh, I yeah. really enjoyed uh, Otto Jespersen, who plays uh, Hans the Troll Hunter. Mm-hmm. This movie, I thought he gave. A, I thought he gives a really good performance. He's very believable as like a workaday guy whose job is just to go around and slay these creatures. He treats it. I mean, he treats it very much like a like a night worker. Yeah. It's it's not. He's not like a cool badass or anything. He's a really like he's a he's a form what do they say he's a former navy ranger yeah i thought that was made up for a minute like they were just coming up with the coolest toughest special ops name the navy yeah. ranger that must be an aspect of uh the norwegian military yeah i see uh that, that was another thing with the movie was there's a lot of stuff directly tied to norwegian culture oh absolutely not just uh, the trolls but just like like the uh, the bickering between farmers and um, the Environmental Protection Agency of Norway, because uh, Norway is very into protecting wildlife. So anytime a bear gets shot, it's a huge controversy. Yeah, and the depiction of Polish immigrants mm-hmm. as almost uh, like they're mentally handicapped. <laughs> they're they're it's watching a, a Polish character in a Norwegian movie, or at least in this Norwegian movie, is like us making fun of Borat. Uh, like it, yeah, it's it's that Borat type character that that speaks like a really broken language and yeah, but Borat was making fun of Americans through that exactly. But this is just uh, this, this is, is just kind of mean. Yeah, it's kind of a mean jab at polls. Uh, the Nick Reffin movies, uh, the Pusher trilogy, was never kind about um, Polish gangsters and Albanians mm. in particular. Well, and yeah, we should we should mention. Uh, 
and I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't know this when I was watching it. And I'm well, uh, even if I did know before I watched it, it wouldn't have mattered. But I, I guess I'm glad I'm not seeing it as a person in Norway, uh, because so many of the side characters, like the bear hunter or like the Polish guy you were talking about, they're all supposed to be famous comedians. Uh, over in Norway, mm-hmm. so I, I wonder if that would have taken me out of the movie a little bit, you know, to like to see like the the uh, the Norwegian equivalent of like Jack Black or uh, Will Ferrell showing up in the middle of the movie. Yeah, I thought Otto Jesperson's performance was like Leslie Nielsen because the movie is it's a really dry comedy. Oh yeah, it's very tongue in cheek about what it's doing. Yeah, I mean, just look at the title, Troll Hunter. I think I think the Leslie Nielsen comparison is appropriate. Like like if you could imagine Leslie Nielsen a little thicker and a little more grizzled. Yeah. Well, I meant that was uh, Leslie Nielsen's comedy style was to like play it so serious that it's funny, <laughs> regardless of how weird the things around him were. Yeah. Although like, I I enjoyed you know with uh with the uh, Hans character I enjoyed like the the view of his trailer. Where he's where he has these constant UV lights hanging around because sunlight turns trolls to stone. So or uh, or he's got like skinned troll tails hanging from the ceiling of his trailer, and he's got thyme hanging all over it, and he's got uh, and he's got sketches of the trolls he's encountered all over his walls, maps and like, and... and and articles that of uh articles he's collected that were unexplained happenings that he attributes to trolls and then he sketches the troll doing the thing next to the article yeah like oh that this that they think this bridge was broken for no reason but it was really just a lumbering troll that bumped his head on the bridge and here's my drawing of that (laughs) and uh he can no longer sleep in the dark that's right yes so he has to put on sunscreen constantly to sleep under his uv tanning lights yeah I, I I thought he was a really interesting character. And I also enjoyed watching his methodology of uh, tracking the trolls, mm-hmm. um, including I, I really I had a, I got a good laugh out of the uh, the bit where he he's walking around um, in the fields and he pulls out these charts that are like like see through uh, graph paper mm-hmm. and, he, and and like they have the pictures of the rocks that are supposed to be in ind- each individual stretch of land and he just tr- he holds it over them oh yeah and if it perfectly traces he's like well the, the trolls haven't been here because they would have eaten these rocks or thrown them at each other in fights yes. he stood at this exact angle <laughs> and sketched that out last time yeah the, uh, one of the the college students holds it up it's like yep no trolls here <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah, I mean, the movie's really dry. It's almost too dry at times. I guess I, I'm going to get to a point then um, where one of the problems I had with this movie is that while I'm while I'm really interested in uh, in um, Hans, I'm not so interested in the three college students. The, yeah, they were pretty dull. I mean, they, they have a couple good bits, but I mean, it, it, I think those parts could have been played just as soon by an anonymous crew. Mm-hmm. That just gets involved sometimes, uh, but they they really played up those three college kids, and I mean I I guess I can understand the appeal of putting them in there because, you know, generally when you have an when you have an expert character, you want to surround them with someone who knows a lot less, and I mean then that that dates back to stuff like you know Watson, Watson's Watson's capable you know in the Sherlock Holmes stories, mm-hmm. but he's mainly there as a cipher for Sherlock to explain things to for the audience's benefit. Okay. Uh, the crew, uh, you know, this does go back with some found footage. 
If, yeah, they did feel unnecessary at times. They're they're pretty Blair Witchy, and except they're not screaming fuck all the time. <laughs> you know, I've never seen the Blair Witch. Uh, they're, it, well, you don't really have to. Okay. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I pretty much described it in that one sentence. Well, golly. You saved me some time. Um, the, uh, yeah, Jesperson asks uh, the, the three college students, are any of you Christian? Believe in God, yes. Jesus. And they all have to say, oh, no, 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 no. And yeah, most of Scandinavia is atheist now. It is, but uh, a lot of the troll myths um, dating back mention that Scandinavians believe that the din of church bells was what chased the trolls out of the land. The trolls hate churches, and they will throw boulders at churches that are being constructed <laughs> or completed churches to make, the, make sure those damn bells don't ring and scare them out of the land. So there's a, there's a long history of trolls hating Christianity, uh, and they I mean they started as Norwegian uh, not sorry not no, Norwegian but Norse uh, mythology figures. Uh, they lived in Jotunheim. They were the they they're descended from the frost giants. They're cave dwellers, and uh, this movie gets a lot of things right about troll mythology. I mean, and that's actually one of the more impressive aspects to me uh, is how how. Uh, slavishly devoted they are to paying homage to so many factors of uh, the troll folklore that exists. Yeah, all of the trolls look like old-timey paintings. Uh, specifically, they pull from two uh, Swedish painters, uh, Theodore Kittelsen and John Bauer, uh, both, whom, both whom are known for doing really gorgeous troll paintings uh, that are in a lot of fairy tale books. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that about the movies, that they didn't try to like modernize any of the trolls. Like They look like they're right out of the paintings. Yes, and and they look great for given the uh, the limited CGI budget. I'm sure they were working with. And th- that does make me think that that was one reason they decided to make this a found footage movie. Oh yeah, because one of the hallmarks of the genre is that you can kind of like barely make out the monster. And you're you're paying for a lot less CGI. Yeah, and because we have to fill in the gaps. Yeah, what the movie does well, and I guess it took a page from uh, them. The, the, the giant ant movie, or even Jaws, is that you don't see any trolls for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You just have Hans the Troll Hunter kind of explain them. You know, this is what's at stake, this is what they do. Uh, you know, they're big, they stomp around. There, there are different species of trolls, as the movie explains. Yeah. Some have... And, and he explains, like, the anatomy. Like, well, this one has three heads, but they're not really heads. They're more like protuberances that grow in later. And... Yeah, it's to impress the females, as he says. Yes. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so so what I mean was that with, uh, you know, all the stuff talking about the trolls and seeing what they've, they've done after the fact, builds it up in your brain good enough so that you're you're into seeing the troll when it finally appears. And I, I generally, I feel like when they're on screen, those are the best parts of the movie. Yeah, I, I think they did really well with the monster encounters in the movie. I yeah, was, the I setups were all best. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I especially love the one where there's four trolls in a cave. Yes, the uh, I think they were the Mountain King trolls. Yeah, and yeah, and the that's when the Christianity joke comes into play. Yeah, because it turns out the cameraman spoiler spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, Kala is actually in Christian and he lied to Hans about whether or not he believes in God. So And he's sweat and he's sweating off all the troll stench they pile on themselves because he's so nervous. <laughs> yeah, so they go right for him and kill the poor guy. 
And then they, they get a they get another uh, camera person, a woman who uh, is is Muslim, and they're like, "Well, that shouldn't be a problem." And then Hans like, "Well, I don't know. I've never tried it. We'll see." <laughs> I like that. Hmm. We'll just see how it how it goes. The um, Hans has some nifty hardware yes. that he uses to beat the trolls because, uh, as as we because find out, sunlight is their natural enemy. That's right. They they have a they have a weakness to like universally the trolls no matter what their difference is all have a weakness to sunlight which can be generalized as it was to the vampires in the Blade movies mm-hmm. to UV lights. Yeah. So uh, Hans carries around like this. It looks like a giant flashlight, but it's like his light bazooka. Mm-hmm. And his his truck is outfitted with huge lights too. Yeah. So the the first troll that he uses it on, turns to stone. Mm-hmm. And we find out that's because it was an older troll. The younger trolls explode. That's right. And he, and he has to fill out a bureaucratic form every <laughs> time he kills one to say whether they exploded or they turned to stone, whether they were male or female. <laughs> it's, it's so absurd. It's very absurd. And they, I also love that they always have to, whenever they kill a troll, uh, they always have to make like fake bear, tra- bear tracks around it and stuff because to cover it up. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is where the, uh, where the, uh, the TSS uh, bureaucrat shows up and he has like boot or bear boots or bear stilt things he uses to stomp around and they have a dead bear that the Polish guys bring in. And it's the most yeah, it's the most ridiculous looking dead bear because it's the way it has its tongue sticking out. It might as well have had just like X's drawn over the eyes. Yeah, but it's, yeah, this is the point though. It's silly. It was, and and also like the you know they keep showing the poachers getting outraged. Like who would dump a bear out here? Who would do like so? Like people are more angry about that, and they so they don't think about the you know the possibility of trolls existing. <laughs> And he, you know, it's funny. Even uh, even Hans questions during a scene where he like he he's walking in a uh, rural area where trees have been knocked down, and he's like, "Who wouldn't notice these lumbering creatures running through here? Who doesn't see these things coming at night?" But I mean, mainly trolls are inconvenient anymore. Like they they'll eat people if they get the chance, but mainly they're eating livestock and rocks. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Where he has he sets out a bet a bear trap, Hans. And he pours a bunch of rocks on top of it and coal. <laughs> yes, or uh, you know, I mean, in a scene that even even people who aren't too familiar with troll folklore would recognize, uh, he he draws out a bridge troll by putting three billy goats on it. Yeah, that that was that was a pretty good scene too. And then he wears like this. It looks like some kind of medieval armor deep sea diver suit, so he can draw the blood from a troll. And he spills Christian blood all over the, the bridge to draw it back out. Yeah. Eats one of the goats. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good stuff. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really glad they went that mile, the extra mile, and had, like, the direct allusions to the troll folklore. The three, sure. three billy goats in, in particular. And it's nice. It's nice to see a movie that is dealing with a creature that's not like a vampire or a werewolf. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's nice to go back to these other stories and say, "Hey, there's a lot of troll history." And I and I think if I think if any country was going to make this movie, it should be Norway. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, although apparently Summit Entertainment, right before the movie even came out, bought the rights to make an American remake that has not materialized. Um, I can just see. Yeah, it's going to be Will Ferrell. Jack Black. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, what is his name? Seth Rogen. 
No, shirt. I know. John C. Riley and John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> all of those, uh, yeah, or even all the Anchorman stars, pretty much. Or, but more than likely, it's, if they make it, it's just going to be uh, three attractive people with modeling contracts that have stumbled their way into acting. Yeah. As these things go. Although, you know, while we, were t- while we were still on the topic of troll folklore, I wanted to praise a couple other subtle jokes this movie makes to some uh, some less popular stories. Um, one of the college students at one point poses with his back turned to the camera by a cliffside and says, I look just like that famous painting. And uh, <laughs> the, the painting he's imitating is a Theodore Kittleson painting and one of the troll artists. Yeah, I had no uh, idea what he was talking about. It's a painting uh, based on the folktale Soria Moria Castle, which is one of the most famous Norwegian uh, folktales, uh, in which the hero uh, slays a three-headed troll. And uh, that's also one of those stories is that, that firmly establishes that trolls smell Christian blood. Mm. Uh, but, but Kittleson painted it, and I'm pretty sure they used either the exact spot Kittleson painted as reference, or just a spot that looks incredibly like it. Okay. Uh, another was um, the one of the college students when they first discover the existence of trolls makes a joke about having an eating contest with the trolls, uh, and that's the story Boots who ate a match with a troll, uh, which is a story about a a guy who wanders into the woods and is threatened by a tr- by a dim-witted troll, and so rather than and the troll threatens to follow him home and eat his family, so he challenges the troll to an eating contest, and the guy pretends to eat the food. Mm-hmm. And the troll keeps eating and eating until he screams that he can't eat anymore. But the troll doesn't want to lose. So the guy convinces the troll to disembowel itself so that it can keep stuffing food in its body and then it dies. That's some itchy and scratchy stuff right there. It really is. But I mean, I mean, folk tales were not kind. <laughs> they were very <laughs> grim and grisly. Wow. <laughs> there, there's, there's lots of nice little subtle jokes to uh, troll history. And I, I, I appreciated those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I got was the Billy Goats, three Billy Goats. Uh, most of my knowledge of trolls come from the the toys. Oh yeah, or uh, or David the Gnome. The, the Gnome, yeah. That's it's, that's about it's where tro- it ends. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, those this and these are not anything like the uh, the friendly. Troll toys. They're not like the uh, boy version battle trolls either, though. Oh, Lord. Battle <laughs> trolls. Battle trolls were just like the troll toys you, you know and love, uh, except they would like they were dressed in like masculine things. Like one was a one was a, a joke version of the Terminator, and it had like a half-metal skeleton face and was wearing a leather jacket. They all had like rocket launchers or something stupid. And they all had a story about how they ate the jewels inside your sister's troll toys. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's it, they're, they're pretty ridiculous, but they they're not like I remember these. these quite well, Casey. <laughs> I do. I had a few. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> were, they, were they like just a bad uh, birthday present or something? No, I man, I would buy anything that had a monster on it. So because the, these things were vaguely monstrous, no. there was a point in my life where I was like, oh, I'll get those. Just like I I, I bought all the monsters in my pocket toys. Uh, okay. I have been I have been a monster dork my entire life. So anything that looked like slightly like a monster, even if it was a stupid troll toy designed to appeal to boys, man, I had to, I had to find a way to get it. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. My <laughs> <Let's>... secret shame. 
our resident monster expert and his vices. That's right. I, 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 I don't regret a lot, but I do regret those. <laughs> well, that's very, that's very telling of you. Very open. We at Bloodbath and Beyond appreciate that. All two of us. <laughs> that's right. And to our and to our one Norwegian listener, we're very sorry if we're mispronouncing anyone's names. Yes. Um. Yeah. Is there anything else you kind of want to say about the movie? No. I guess, I mean I guess we can kind of wrap this one up and just move on to found footage. I, I would say I I did enjoy this movie and I oh yes I really liked the Norwegian backdrop. Oh, uh, it was beautiful. Norway is a very beautiful country, and this movie did a very good job of showing it off because so much of because almost it almost exclusively takes place outdoors. Yeah. So there, so we're seeing the cliffs, and we're seeing the forests, and we're seeing the waterfalls, and, and the snow, and like it, it really, it really made me want to go there. Yeah. For a found footage picture, you do get a very good idea of the geography, and even though, yeah, like like I complained about earlier, it's got so many shots of just people running with the camera mm-hmm. on their feet, like. Especially at the end where they're actually in the snow and they're fighting the huge... What, what was the name of that uh, troll? Oh, the Yontar? Yotnar? Oh, it was the Yotnar, yeah. It's, uh, it was named after the uh, the Norse trolls. Yeah, he's, he's massive and they have a pretty cool showdown with him. And that, that, that was one of the stronger scenes in the movie, too. Like you said, all of the troll scenes. Like, I think they did a good job of doing found footage style suspense. All of the troll scenes and all of the scenes of uh, Hans explaining how trolls work, I enjoy. Yeah. My yeah, my favorite stuff was that Hans talking about the ridiculous details of trolls, and I loved the uh, what, what, what was the name of was his name Finn? I th- yeah, Finn. Yeah, Finn. Uh, Finn, just trying to cover things up and being a jerk. <laughs> and he was that he's although he's a pretty ineffectual jerk for most of the movie because he's like are you guys filming this i'm gonna take that away from you later like he, he can't does. be he, he can't be bothered to do it right now yeah <laughs> not until we've got all this great footage of you know monstrous trolls yeah the, the, the movie does open with uh like this writing or, or sort of a scrolling writing about how uh the footage is found and it was deemed 100 percent authentic Yes. And at the end of the movie, it's like, we have not heard from... The, like, the three the teenagers for... since. Yeah. They cannot, yeah. Be, they cannot be found to verify, which is... Like, that's the perfect spot to enter into this conversation about mm-hmm. found footage. Because that's exactly how the Blair Witch put it. You know, Blair Witch Project ended. And a lot of people went into that movie because it was, it was really... I mean, I don't want to say it's the first of its kind... But in a way, it is. I mean, there were movie, there were already movies that did it, like Cannibal Holocaust, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But like when when Blair Witch came out, it caused such a controversy because people really thought they were watching an authentic film. Um, and of course, they they went on they went on that for a, quite a while with people believing that these these kids who were not known actors were were killed in the woods by something. You know, there was a there were there was a a sci-fi channel featurette about the the, the truth of the Blair Witch where they just made oh, man. where they made more crap up about this this folk tale that doesn't exist anywhere. So it was like the Da Vinci Code for the nineties. Exactly. 
Exactly, but but you know they they had people believing that it was real because nobody knew those kids, and then they pulled the curtain back after it was out of theaters by having the kids appear on the MTV Movie Awards. So that, that kind of uh, pulled that curtain away, and then they made a sequel, which was not a found footage movie. Yes, what was it? Book of Shadows or something. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, well, the same thing. Speaking of you know people believing that actual actors, well, actual people were killed, was uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Mm -hmm. which many people say is kind of the original found footage horror picture. I can't think of one that's older than it. Uh, I mean, there was... This is Spinal Tap, at least as far as mockumentaries go. Yeah. Because I think Troll Hunter kind of straddles the line between mockumentary, because it it is humorous, Mm -hmm. and found footage horror. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust... Now, while that that movie actually did kill real animals, sadly, real monkeys, and I believe the Italian director served prison time for that, he had to prove to Italian court that he, in fact, did not murder the actual cast and crew. Yes. And they had to have them show up in court and then demonstrate how all the the special effects were performed. And how alive they were. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There, There was something I wanted to mention about Troll Hunter, the movie itself. Um, that I thought this movie was going to do and I'm glad they didn't because it would have been a little too gimmicky Mm -hmm. is that they kind of insinuated that this is kind of going to be body horror when I think uh, Thomas gets or bitten or scratched by one of the trolls yeah and he has a wound and there's a cross-shaped tape on the back on his back and I kept thinking, oh, he's the Christian, he's a marked man or something, and he's going to mutate, or he's going to grow a head on his shoulder. Turn into a troll or something. Yeah, it never happened. Um, I'm kind of glad it just stuck with the game plan. They do say later on that he may or may not have rabies. Yeah. And then the, it never uh, goes anywhere after that. It's kind of mentioned that the Jotnar, the giant troll, gave all the other trolls rabies. Yeah, and that's what's... Uh, initiated all of the trolls getting out of their natural habitats or something and wreaking havoc. Yeah, I, I'm glad it didn't deviate into that zone either. Although they, they made a point of him being sick with rabies, and I wasn't really sure of the point of it. Yeah, because like I said, they just mention it, that he may or may not have rabies, and then it happens, that. Yeah, it happens so close to the climax, yeah. the final the final confrontation, that it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, I was wondering. Oh, is he gonna go crazy and like start drooling all over the crew or something? It it might explain why he fell over at the very end. That's when true. He was running. And it's so hard to see because I mean, that was like the motion sickness part of the whole movie, the yeah. very very end, uh, with the running. When he's trying to preserve the footage as the uh, government comes in to take it. Yeah, like a semi truck passes by and then the camera cuts to black. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back to uh, found footage movies. Yes, I mean th- there are great examples of the genre that I mentioned earlier. Oh, I mean, and I think there are good recent examples. I mean, uh, you know, whether you like the series or not, the original Paranormal Activity made quite a stir, and it's an, it's a pretty effective ghost movie. Uh, it's a it's a series that's definitely been watered down by gimmickry ever since. Uh, they they can't seem to come up with a new concept or a new idea to push that series any farther forward. So they just go, well, we'll just throw Skype in it. 
We'll just you know, this this movie has Skype. This movie has uh, other kinds of cameras. Oh, we'll put a cell phone camera in it, you know. But it's mm. it's the same ghost scares over and over, and they kind of need to they need to reinvent their wheel a little bit. They need to find different kinds of scares and not just possessed people showing up in the last ten seconds of the movie to make people go, oh no. Well, I thought it was over. Wait until October, because part five is coming out. And the uh, the Spanish spinoff. Oh, Spanish spinoff. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're doing a Spanish-speaking spinoff of the series as well. Okay, I did not know that. Which apparently is something that they uh, they threw a after-credits teaser in for one in one of the more recent entries. I mean, I could see that working if they mix in, like, you know, Catholic or, like, Span- or like Hispanic kind of, uh, you know, folklore or something. Into I, it. it would be really cool if they used uh, the, the weeping woman, La Llorona, or, you know, or the uh, the Mexican boogeyman, El Cucuy. I think mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what they come up with. You know, as with um, Paranormal Activity, I think they might have a really good first movie, you know, if they put their minds to it. Uh, another another series that I, I, I is actually surprising me about how good it is, how good it's been so far, is uh, VHS. VHS, I, yeah. I enjoyed a couple segments of the first movie, and I enjoyed all of the segments of the second movie, which just came out. Mm. Yeah, I've heard good things from you and others about part two in particular. But VHS is doing a lot of experimental things with the genre. I mean, they, they they do a segment where... You know, they they find different ways to involve the camera than just you know somebody carrying a camera on. Because in a lot of these movies, you start questioning like, why are they still like? In this movie, it makes sense. It's a college film crew. Their whole point of being out there is because they're you know they're involved in this troll thing, and they they really want to you know they really want to make some money, and they really want to impress people by the fact that they have the world's first footage of these animal you know these creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes sense to me. In other movies, it doesn't make sense. Like uh, in Paranormal Activities series for example people are recording things all the all the time they're constantly recording things but they're not they never like review the tapes they've made like so so things will happen on camera like we'll see the ghosts moving things while they're sleeping and all these weird things will happen but you there's never a like and they're recording it looking for the ghost but there's never a scene of them like watching the video to see what happened they're just recording it for no reason for no one's benefit <laughs> Uh, but you know, maybe that's a maybe that's a satire of our times, where we're all just constantly recording ourselves for no reason. Ooh, ca- careful meta humor. Uh, that's right. Well, I I think I think at, at at its maximum, I think a movie should approach it that way. Yeah. Uh, the thing the thing I like about the VHS series though is that like they do like segment uh, VHS two in particular does like a segment where somebody gets a cybernetic eye implant, so the camera is his right eye the entire time. Okay. Or. or uh, or we see a uh, we see a zombie eyes view of a zombie horror movie that's very Romero esque because a uh, a biker with a uh, camera you know a, a camera on his helmet that he uses to record his bike runs and upload them to YouTube he gets uh, he gets infected so we just sort of watch through his camera as he stumbles around first person attacking people in the woods. Hmm. There's lots of little there's creative touches and I think I think that uh, found footage you know has to find that that experimental ground to keep itself interesting, but I don't think it's a genre that's going to go anywhere, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I I think that found footage is here to stay, and that's because of the ubiquity of YouTube. Um, totally, totally. And I think that that's that's kind of how kids, you know, that's that's the that's the kind of that's the primary entertainment that you know young people enjoy anymore. Yeah, things like uh, Snapchat, mm-hmm. and uh, what's like the Twitter version. 
of, or the video version of Twitter that I just said. Oh, is it Vine? The, Vine, the, Vine, yeah. yeah the the six-second footage. or I mean, it's it, we live in the age where everybody's just recording everything all the time and uploading it to YouTube or Vine or Instagram. And, and I, I think that's become sort of uh, the way that a lot of young people are going to filter the things that they find scary because they, you know, they, you, can, you can make this really impressive cinematic film but at the same time, I think a lot of young people respond to, and I, and sometimes I respond to, uh, seeing these, you know, seeing these cameras that feel a little bit more real, like something that I could actually experience. I mean, yeah, it's like forbid something forbidden, you know, like a, you're watching a snuff film, perhaps, you know, it's a little exactly. dangerous. Yeah, or you know, you're, are you, are you know, everybody always wants to see real footage of a ghost. Yeah, you know, um, but is... what did you mean by that? You don't see the genre going anywhere. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't. It's not going to go away. Oh, go. Oh, what I thought. I thought you meant like, like I know, expand. It's, uh, that's what. Oh I no, about. it's it's going to expand and it's going to evolve. You know, yeah, uh, but that's I, what I thought you meant by that. Okay. But it, it it's never not going to be a part of horror anymore. Okay. Um, I I don't foresee that ever dying out. I mean, uh, I mean, hell, people uh, on YouTube are making horror series now. I mean, there's a there's a lot of series based on the Slenderman character. The most famous example of which is the YouTube series Marble Hornets, which is all found footage, mm. uh, and that's extremely popular on the internet. I need to yeah, I need to check that out. I feel like an old person. I'm like, what's that thing there called the Vine? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I feel a little behind the times too, like just the way it's growing and the way imagery is just free now. Yeah. And yeah, we could have never predicted YouTube or no. really people really thought of, had a good concept of what YouTube is. And I think that's, you know, going to grow in ways we can't even imagine. I, as, as I always wonder, cause you know, I, with talking to you with this show. Yeah. I've gotten a little more of a taste for you know the things that you like and dislike. So I've I've wondered if you know part of your your apprehension, and I have some apprehensions, and I'll gladly share them in a minute. Uh, but some of your apprehension about um, found footage is that it it's detracting from all these movies that could be made that are made in that artistic way. You know that that film is made. Like I know you're very into cinematic storytelling and cinematic Absolutely. language. Absolutely. Well, answer me this. Okay. Would Jaws be a better movie as found footage? It'd be an interesting experiment, but no. I all right. I predict within the next ten years, and that's maybe kind of a long time, maybe five years. Okay. There will be a Jaws, either a reboot, a remake, or whatever, or an, another sequel that will be found footage. Oh. I just feel it happening. Uh, <laughs> it's it's coming. I well, I hope that part's not true. I mean, I I think that there is uh, I think there's room for like a sea horror movie that utilizes found footage style. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping it's not a Jaws reboot or something. I mean, no, you you can generate certain cinematic techniques with found footage. I mean, Every, everything is diegetic. Everything, anything you hear or see occurs on camera in that in that universe. You know. You yeah, yeah, but it, it's all it's all about how you cut it together. Yeah. But the problem is with. Um, found footage is that typically it's just from that one angle and it's just like the same guy moving around and there's not very uh, I don't know you can uh, you could be clever I guess with the lighting but there's not as much control right like like film filmmaking cinematics it's very impressionistic mm-hmm. you know that's it's like painting mm-hmm. um I mean, found footage is... I don't even know if you can call it the same medium at times. 
because it's so different. I think I think found footage. I mean, its popularity beyond you know the obvious of like we are in the we are in the digital age yeah. is just how cheap it is to make. Oh, um, that that's why they keep making it paranormal yeah. activity. It costs like twenty thousand dollars, makes a billion. That's right, and it's yeah. and it continues to. Yeah. You know, uh, and 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 I think it's it's great. You know, like I think the, I think a lot of the Sam Raimi's of today are going to jump in using found footage because it's it's something you could you know hypothetically do in your own backyard. Yeah, yeah. You you can't criticize. It's like it's harder to criticize found footage because uh, you know oh, you, oh it looks like garbage. Oh well, it's supposed to look like garbage. It's supposed it's supposed to be filmed by some teenagers who don't know anything about you know regular movie making or something yeah you know that, that that's another thing like i just don't want found footage to be like the number one the the horror format for film absolutely i would, that, I would that, be that very is, upset if that happened that is one of my complaints too i don't want it to be the only alternative yeah i can totally see you know i am fine with there being good found footage horror pictures mm-hmm. you know from here on out but yeah. i don't want it to be the number one system for it and I feel like it will be because of the popularity of stuff like Slender Man and Paranormal Activity. Like the executives I mean, are just looking at that, going, "Well, this is making a lot of money, and it's so cheap." Yeah, uh, and I mean, and what else, what other alternatives are there right now? I mean, most of them are by James Wan. It's like The Conjuring and Insidious, and you know, yeah. it's like it's like his movies, and then occasionally we get a gym like your next, and then you know, there there's still a pretty thriving direct to video market. Um, Although I mean, even there's even a movie uh, that isn't found footage. I saw very recently. I watched the Elijah Wood remake of Maniac. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's all point of view. It is it's it's, not it's, found footage. It's not found footage, but it's in. But it's his point of view the entire movie, and the only time you see him is when he's looking at pictures of himself or his reflection or something. Uh, I didn't. I'm I'm gonna save my opinion for later. I ultimately didn't care for that movie too much, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't necessarily because of the technique. Okay. But it may be, you know, but even movies that are being made the old-fashioned way are adapting some of those found footage techniques uh, yeah. now to, I guess, be more appealing. I mean, I mean, movies as they are, it's like you know, just regular drama, the three-act structure. Like that was a good system for a reason. Mm-hmm. Movie making, editing, you know, traditional montage—that's good for a reason. Yeah. You know, and I don't want that to go away. I don't want it to be lost because just because there's a cheaper and kind of gimme some, you know, oftentimes more gimmicky version of it yeah. out there. Well, I I wonder too. Like is I'm trying to think if if there are many movies that are found footage that are not horror. You could argue Man Bites Dog. But that's a horrific movie. It is a horrific movie, and I, I would I, I put that firmly in horror, even though it's like more in the crime genre. That's firmly a horror movie. I guess so. I mean, they do more brutal things in that movie than any of the movies we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I yeah, it does the most horrifying is that the the camera crew eventually gets in on the murders and rape. They they yeah you know, they become complicit in the acts and I mean the whole point of that movie is that we as the audience you know in experiencing movies in this way uh, we're we're living even more vicariously through the violence than we would be in a movie that was made in the traditional manner you know we're mm-hmm. 
we're complicit in it because we're we're sitting here watching you know these these fake snuff films or these movies where people are murdered and we don't do you know we we don't we're not doing anything to help we're kind of just laughing or you know like jumping at their expense <laughs> or uh, it could be like videodrome in videodrome yeah but uh i, mean, I guess another point another problem i have with this genre the subgenre rather yeah. is that uh, this is actually something i like about troll hunter uh, that the characters in these movies are usually pretty paper thin as a consequence. Mm-hmm. It's Not all about th- just the initial, you know, what's going on right in front of them, and just having them yell like "What the fuck" when something scary happens, which is genuine. Yeah, it feels more like a haunted house ride. Yeah, than yeah, exactly. a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I meant by like it's not even it's almost like a different medium than like regular movies. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it can be done well. I mean, like in this movie, like I said, I really enjoyed Hans. I thought they built his character up really well. I mean, even even the even the silly bit where he talks about, um, she, you know, she asks like, "Why do you feel?" One of the uh, camera crew asks, "Why do you feel this way about the trolls?" You know, like why he seemed kind of sad about the job you do, and he he goes into this Vietnam esque flashback about <laughs> about how you know a mining company dug into like the Mountain King's caves, and he had to go kill all the pregnant trolls and their children and their and he still feels really bad about it, but at least at least there's some character there. I mean, mm. and some of the, some of the stronger entries in VHS two give us just enough character that I feel bad when some of them die. So I, I, I think, I think you know, I think it can be done. I just don't think that most do it. I think there's there's kind of a laziness. Yeah, I mean that's part of the part of the genre is that yeah. it's cheap and on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, but but like like any genre, it has its masterpieces. So I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for that found footage masterpiece to hit me. Yeah, there's some very good ones. Uh, Wreck is probably my favorite. So that that is about all the time we have for today. Uh, actually, I have one more point, and it relates. Oh. It, it relates to endings. Okay. A problem I have with the found footage horror movie, and it's a problem I have with Troll Hunter. They they never end at the right moment. Um. Because, mm. <laughs> because like, there's always okay. Blair Witch has a truly effective ending. It might be the scariest scene in the movie. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but that's why it's kind of frightening. Mm. This movie had a perfect opportunity to end either with the troll flattening the cameraman or the last troll, or like, or just them defeating it and having their camera taken away. But instead, we get a scene of you know of um, I think his name was Tomas. Uh, Tomas running away with the camera. You know, he's infected with rabies, and he's running away with the camera because the, the the Norwegian government wants it. And we see him run near a truck, and then the camera just stops, and he goes, "That's where the footage ended." It's like I don't I don't need that extra stinger. Uh, you know, the end of Paranormal Activity, where you know they the, the all, all hell is broken loose, and then mm. the girl comes back in the room possessed and screams directly into the camera. I don't need that extra stinger. But all these, a lot of found footage movies, and it's it's a problem with horror overall. I mean, ever since Carrie's hand burst through her own grave. Yeah, night. No, I mean, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Yeah, with Jason hopping into the boat. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know. I just I think they need to know where to end. <laughs> sometimes. So, so you're saying they're not really coming to like because. They're not coming to like a full like character arc or, or like a just satisfying like a, story ending. Exactly. A lot. A lot of them feel like they have to like write in where the camera would cut off. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a haunted house kind of genre, you know. Yeah, I know, but I I just wish that, I wish there was more a more natural conclusion sometimes. Yeah. All right then. Would you recommend Troll Hunter? I would. 
I would. I really liked the. Uh, I like. I enjoyed the dry humor. I enjoyed the Norwegian backdrop. I en- enjoyed uh, Otto Jesperson's performance as Hans, and I really enjoyed all of the homages to uh, troll folklore. Yeah. So I, I would. I would say definitely stream it on Netflix or you know see it however you have to see it. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd recommend it on pretty much everything you just said, the reasons you did, but uh, to a smaller degree. Mm-hmm. And because of how much you like this subgenre of found footage, and yeah. we've your said, mileage may vary there. Yeah, I think we've said found footage about fifty times this episode now. I think we've said it as much as every uh, Hollywood boardroom is saying it right at this moment. Yeah. All right. So next week, though, we're continuing the Scandinavian tradition mm-hmm. because uh, we have the Santa Claus movie. Rare, rare exports. exports. Yeah, rare exports. From Finland. Uh, from Finland, okay. Uh, if you know, I don't know how this grabs you, but depending on you know how odd you like your movies, I mean, this is a a movie about uh, feral, naked elves that look like Santa Claus that will eat you if you get too close. So, uh, it's a it's a fun one, or at least I remember it being a fun one. I might change my opinion just in the way that Bert changed his opinion on the Last of the Mohicans by the time we get to recording, uh, but. Yeah, it's also a Netflix instant at the time of this recording because we do love to date ourselves. If you're listening to this two years from now and it's gone, mm. <laughs> but you know, go ahead and see it if you can. If not, join us next week and we'll talk. We'll tell you all about it. Excellent. As always, I'm Burton Cody and I'm Casey Mitchum. Stay bloody, my friends. Oh.